Hi everyone, welcome to Style Recognizes Style. If you've never been here before, my name is Tori and this is my fashion podcast. Here I discuss a topic weekly within the fashion industry or in fashion overall. Before we get into today's episode, Make sure to follow me on whatever streaming platform you're listening on and on Instagram at style, recognize style, so you can stay updated and get reminders for when the podcast will be up. It'll be posted weekly on Wednesdays at 2 p.m. Today, I'm going to be discussing fashion school and how to survive it specifically as a fashion design major. I graduated from the Fashion Institute of Technology, which if you don't know is a high-ranking fashion school located in New York, and I have two associate degrees from the school. One of them is in fashion design, the other one is in fashion business management. I also did a minor, but you know we're not going over my academic history here. I chose to do these two associates rather than get one bachelor's because you can't double major in fashion business management and fashion design at FIT. And when I opened my brand in the future, I wanted to have business knowledge as well. So enough on me and on to you guys now. I'm gonna tell you guys my tips and tricks on how to survive fashion school as a design major. I'm gonna be answering some of the questions you guys sent me and then I have my own little just general tips down at the bottom. The first question I got was, how did you handle the workload? So that's a good question. Honestly, my freshman year, I did not handle the workload well. I procrastinated and did a lot of my projects at the last minute prioritizing other things instead. The best way to handle the workload would be to, number one, become super passionate about your projects. Try to make them as fun for yourself as possible, even if it's more of a technical project with less creative freedom. For example, like at FIT, first year especially, like it's very technical based and like I knew I needed to know those technical skills, but it didn't like thrill me to, you know, work on that when I felt like, oh, I could be doing something else. Um, (laughs) So you have to kind of try to give yourself incentive to work on these projects. So try to add like a little creative pizzazz in there or choose a fabric you really love for that, you know, very basic blouse you're being forced to make. And then number two is don't procrastinate. Try to work a little bit on a project daily or every other day so you're not super stressed at the last minute. I wish I had done that my freshman year. It's something I started to do eventually and got better at, but I wanted to let you guys know firsthand to try to curb this bad habit as early as possible. I think it really would have benefited me and I would have been able to, I would have spent a lot more time on things, whereas instead of, you know, you're rushing the night before, you're bound to make mistakes, you know, that kind of stuff versus when you're spending a little bit of time every day or every other day, you have more time to like really analyze what you're doing and make sure you're doing as well as you can on the project. Question number two is, 
how do you plan your outfits? So I used to more so wake up in the morning and throw something together while running late, aka class starts at 9.10. I've woken up, it's 9.20. I live across the street. I'm running. Freshman year was a trip man, but I've created a pretty good strategy over time. I check the weather for the week and start to put together outfits based on that. I usually have a few favorite pieces of the moment and I like to mix those into different looks. And then I usually have periods of feeling more masculine or feminine. So I style my looks different and, you know, wear them in different ways depending on that. And if I don't have any concepts in mind or any creative ideas of what I'm wanting to wear recently, I'll look through old outfits on my Instagram that I really loved or on my style goals, Pinterest and Instagram boards. I save pictures of, you know, the cool girlies or cool outfits. And sometimes I go there for inspiration if I'm, if I'm not able to think of something. Question number three is how to navigate fashion school in a world where TikTok exists. Now, when I saw this, I was like, ooh, that's definitely an interesting one. TikTok has changed and shaped fashion school in a few different ways. It's created a lot of hyper-specific fashion aesthetics and increased the speed of the trend cycle. It also has created a new type of fashion influencer. I could do a whole video on how TikTok has changed and affected the fashion industry, the fashion space, if you guys want just let me know. So my advice in this kind of, you know, this new space we're all getting used to is that try not to rely on TikTok trends and still trust your own inner gut slash fashion instincts. Don't let people on TikTok tell you which designers you should like or what aesthetics you should fit into. And of course, watch TikToks of fashion opinions you truly believe in and like. But remember to stay true to yourself as well. Like, don't decide, you know, I think like, for example, the whole co-cat, I think that's very cute, right? I also, though, have a little bit of like punk in there that I combine with it because that's just me. I like like an edgier fabric as well. I like funky silhouettes. I'm not super feminine, but some of my outfits can be. So, you know, I took something that I do like. I took feminine touches from the cocat aesthetic and then I take you know certain fabrics from the punk aesthetic and don't just go okay I have to be a visco girl because on TikTok that's what's cool right now and if I go to school I want people to have this certain impression of me just try to be yourself like I know I know like you know what though the thing is not everyone's gonna like you. Not everyone likes me. Like, I'm, I'm not everyone's cup of tea, but I would rather have the right people like me be yourself and wear what you truly resonate with and you'll attract the right kind of people around. Question four is, what was your easiest and most difficult class? My easiest and favorite class was drawing. I used to solely do illustrations when I was younger and then I got into fashion design. I've always loved to draw and it's so it's been my design strength as well. My most difficult class was definitely draping because I'm not a go at the flow type of person. 
Draping is working with the natural shape of a fabric to create a garment or tell a conceptual story through a design. I call it to people who aren't in fashion fabric sculpting because I feel like that's easier to understand because of how simple it sounds versus draping. Like fabric sculpting, no one, almost no one has ever asked me to actually describe that. Everyone asks you to describe draping. I've had my challenges with draping because I'm more of a pattern maker than a play around with fabric to make a certain garment type of person. I like a lot more control than that. I've gotten the hang of it now, but it definitely is my biggest design challenge. I had a teacher last semester actually, and she's really who even changed completely, completely altered the way I thought about draping and really gave me such more of a conceptual eye when it came to draping things. Um, and she was a lifesaver. She really helped me to hone and like, you know, change, change the way I make my art, you know? It's always good to have a teacher who challenges you to take on a new perspective. And now I have that because of her. Question number five, have you ever experienced imposter syndrome? Yeah, I definitely have, mainly at Fashion Week events and shows, which is something else completely different that we can get into another time if you want to hear about that. But also in the design classroom sometimes, specifically when we have to present a project. I always think for some reason that my work isn't on the same level, which isn't true because I did pretty well at FIT and my teachers generally liked me and my work. But sometimes I feel like the amount of talent and artists you're surrounded with can make you even more critical of your own work. Art is so subjective and it's hard when you compare yourself because everyone's work is so different and true to them. For example, I have two friends who were in my visual design, which is a drawing class with me. And the three of us sat in the back or like three peas in a pod. Um, Riley and Lo, I miss them. They're studying abroad right now. And I'm in New York, sad face, but Lo's designs were very architectural and structured and also like very Rick Owens with like goth architecture elements to it. And then Riley, everything Riley did is so, 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 so conceptual. Like Riley, I would be like, yeah, Riley, like, gives Central St. Martins, like, you know, that kind of vibes. Alexander McQueen, um, oh my gosh, who else? Comme des Garçons, you know, those kind of vibes. And then I like to do, you know, more edgy stuff, but then I'll mix edgy and feminine elements, masculine and feminine elements. And so everyone just has such a different way of doing things and you can't, you can't spend your time comparing yourself to them because everyone even uses different tools to draw with, you know, let alone the actual ideas you're coming up with. And don't feel imposter syndrome. Remember, you also got into this school and your major. And they chose you because they thought you would be a great addition to the program. They didn't just let you in like, I guess we'll just slot you in right here. You know, they had faith in you and they thought that you would fit in well in the program. And so they chose you. 
Now I am going to list little tidbits of advice I will give you that can help you during your experience as a design student. If you go to Parsons, the labs are open 24-7, or at least I know they definitely were before COVID. Um, I had a really good friend who went to Parsons, so I've been in the labs before, I've been in the dorms before, kind of gotten a vibe. They have these fabric recycling bins in the classrooms there, like in the labs. And sometimes people will throw out like a yard of fabric. So I've definitely taken from those recycling bins when I needed some fabric swatches last minute and it saved me time when I needed some in a pinch. At FIT, there's a fabric lab and sometimes they let you take swatches or they leave the fabric out right in front of the fabric lab for students to take free of charge. I've done both in the past and have gotten some great fabrics. Now, if you go to FIT, what me and other design students would do, especially freshman year, was go to the Starbucks in Times Square. I just look now to make sure there's a Starbucks open till 10 p.m. and one till 12 a.m. Around 11-ish, we would get coffee to help us get through the night working in the studio. If you go to Parsons or the Cooper Union, Cafe Reggio is open until 4 a.m. I used to go there and sketch with Parsons friends or pick up a coffee to work late nights in the Parsons labs. I will warn you though, I have, I think it was food poisoning. I've been there many, many times, but I haven't been since freshman year because I quite literally, yeah, I, I may or may not have had food poisoning. Not going to go into detail for you guys. You can just imagine on your own. That's the equivalent of the Starbucks run for the art students more downtown. Also, like, could be even better because, you know, like, it's like more real coffee. But either one works, right? There's also so many um, student memberships or discounts you can get through the schools. Like, you can get into the Met for free. You can get into the MoMA for less. There's like a lot of deals like that. I got a membership at the Frick, um, like the yearly membership, and it was $30 cheaper because I was a student and it was for a year and it only cost me $40 versus 70, which is the average like, like normal membership fee, which still isn't a lot like compared to the Met. The Met's like 120 or something. But the Frick is my favorite museum. But I got it for $40. And I was like, okay, if you go to the Frick, literally, like, the Frick is, like, $20 each time you go. So I was like, um, okay. Like, <laughs> literally, the world is my oyster. I can come here every day if I want. And if I only come here twice, literally, it paid for itself already, you know? So the topic for next week is... Honestly, I'm unsure. Please give me some suggestions on Instagram. Make sure to follow me on Instagram at style, recognize style to stay updated and get lots of fashion content. I'm going to be bringing people on here to collaborate more. I'm going to try to do every other episode as a guest feature. I'm looking into doing that, so let me know if there's anyone or anything in particular you want me to cover with people. Bye, guys.